Welcome to the Monday Night Scores WCW Halloween Havoc 1995 Special. I'm joined, as ever, by Jim. How are you doing, Jim? Are you mentally prepared for this monumental pay-per-view? Do you know what? I am, I am mentally prepared for it. Good. Um, it's, it's, it's not something that I was especially uh, looking forward to after the, the go-home show, but, you know, it's, just, it's not really something we wanted to do as such, something we felt we had to do, something we felt we were compelled to do after weeks of, uh, weeks of build-up. Uh, Duty-bound, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so we've, uh, we've watched that. And, and here we know. are, and off we go. Amazing, right. Lovely. And there is no way in hell that we could cover this without the support of our colleague from the Spanish announce table. Liam, welcome back to the Monday Night Score Zone. Hello. Are you, are you equally as prepared, ready, champing at the bit, excited to get cracking as Jim clearly isn't? Well, this is going to be some closure for me. So <laughs> we, we finally we finally get to the end of this truck absolute fiasco. So <laughs> I can't wait to draw a line underneath it. So yeah, looking oh, forward I'm to it. On that. I'm with you on that all the way. Looking forward to it. All right, Jim, keep your Halloween hair on. I'll place you in history with a couple of creepy cultural reference points before you start hexing me. Let's set the scene. The date is Halloween 1995. This week, moviegoers are trying to scare themselves shitless at the cinema watching Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. We got some superb scary music releases, Marilyn Manson's Smells Like Children, Ozzy Osbourne's Osmosis, and Guar's Ragnarok. And we got the release of some absolutely classic computer games. We appropriately got Destruction Derby, given the events in this pay-per-view. How appropriate is that? Plus, the utterly terrifying-sounding point-and-click adventure. <laughs> I have no mouth and I must scream was launched. It's described on Wikipedia as taking place in a dystopian world where a mastermind artificial intelligence named Am has destroyed all of humanity except for five people whom he has been keeping alive and torturing for the past 109 years by constructing metaphorical adventures based on each character's fatal flaws. The player interacts with the game by making decisions through ethical dilemmas that deal with issues such as insanity, rape, paranoia and genocide. I'll stick to Destruction Derby, thanks. Right, now we know what we're frightening ourselves with at the flicks, what we're assaulting our eardrums with in our Walkmans, and what we're creeping ourselves out to on our computers. Let's see how Bischoff and the boys are going to compete with that lot. There'll be badly choreographed monster truck grill-on-grill action crashes, replays of rotisserie-armed men losing their naughty moustaches, but no peat gases. Let's get cracking! Over to you to take us through the pay-per-view. Tell us what happened on Halloween Havoc, or Estragos de Halloween, as you'll probably know it as. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay, so... (laughs) I'm not going to try and pronounce that, but... uh, So here we go then. So we're at the Joe Louis Arena. We're in Detroit, Michigan, and we finally got to the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view. And we're greeted straight away by none other than Heenan and Shivani. Oh, he drafted yes. Shivani for this, so straight away, I'm absolutely made up Ditto. with this. No Bischoff in sight, <laughs> and no Mongo oh, and Pepe. No what Pepe. That's a the real, day. The real what result. A, to be fair, though, I can just imagine what Pepe would have been donning at this <laughs> oh, Halloween-themed, oh, I didn't yeah. even think. In a Crazy. jack-o'-lantern or <laughs> a coffin, who knows? But they've missed an opportunity there. But anyway, so straight away, we've got like a great, we've got a great comms purring. We're off to a good start. Off to a flyer. Uh, We've got 30 matches on the card. Four of them are dark matches. And I'm sorry to to break this news to you, Steve. Oh, no. Go on. One of the dark matches. Oh, no. I missed the Blue Bloods. Included the Blue Bloods. There's something going on here. Right. (laughs) Again. Against Benoit and Malenko. Oh, it would have been a Stonewall classic. (laughs) Fuck's sake. So, who knows? Maybe maybe next week on Nitro, you'll you'll get to see the Blue Bloods. Never going to see him. It's never going to happen. They must have had some. Pretty good matches on the main card, mustn't they? If that one he was only a dark match. Fuck well, me. We'll, Jesus Christ. We'll find out, we'll find out Jim. Hold your, hold your horses. Um, so we, we, we're greeted with Heaney and Shivani, and uh, they've, they've, just, they've just told us that uh, Rick, Rick Fuller has been assaulted uh, prior to the, uh, the pay-per-view going live on her. So Arn Anderson, the, uh, the battery, double A, he, uh, him and, and Brian Bryan... <laughs> 
him and Flying Brian have gotten one up on uh, on Ric Flair early, early doors. So uh, they've got medics backstage. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen for, for the. Uh, the tag match later on. Funny Bischoff was here, um, so he could understand something. Yeah, sorry, I was just about to say at this point, I did notice that Shivani also understands stuff too. Oh, he, he, understood, he? he understood oh. there'd be an assault in the back on Flay. Bollocks. I thought I'd mention as well while we were at the start, the uh, the, the, the naughty Halloween graphics that, oh, that came up instantly. So we, we had like a, a really <laughs> shit spider that, that, <laughs> they, that. that they must have it. found on clip art or something. <laughs> it was shockingly bad. We we got we got a a witch on a broom. I saw the witch that, that circled a little bit, yeah. and then a pumpkin popped up, which looked similar to the, the heads from the Easter Island. So <laughs> they've not really they've not really uh, they've had a quick look. They've had a quick look in the graphics departments, and then just got on instinct. And they were shocking the spider straight away. Oh. The spider the like moved. It only moved two legs, so yeah, like, like yeah. six six of the legs were still, and only two of them moved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a dead spider. <laughs> Honestly, it was literally on the on the verge of death. But uh, yeah, I thought I had to mention that straight away because yeah, fair I enough. A, I took a deep sigh straight away once I saw once I saw the spider. Um, and then match one, we've got we've got DDP defending the uh, the TV Championship, Jim. Yeah. We finally get to Jim's favorite to, belt. to see a title defense. Not on um, TV though, I might add. Who's got the pay per view um, title? Who's got who's holding that? <laughs> uh, he's putting up. He's putting the TV championship on the line against uh, Johnny B. Bad. So straight away, so you've, DDP's entered. Um, looking forward to, to to watching DDP. Yeah, uh, he's, he's got obviously Max Muscle in tow as as the Diamond Dollars as well. Oh yeah, um, and then Bad enters, but <clears throat> he sent a decoy down. So. <laughs> He enters the ring on the blind side straight away. <laughs> shower, sh- shower. I don't know who the decoy is. It, no, doesn't, look anything, it doesn't look anything like him at all. <laughs> I, I get the fact that he's not facing the ring, but the the, the hair is totally different. Um, the skin tone is totally different. I think he's Johnny B. Bad's the same colour as Hogan's arm, so they must have gone two for like a, a fake tan or something like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he's attacked him straight away from behind. He's chucked him out out of the ring. Um, they grapple him. They end up into the crowd. Um, they find a bucket from somewhere on the floor. I don't know if the, yeah, the, the Janice has left the Janice has left that out. He's, he's going to be in trouble tomorrow. Um, so Bad's got That's the coming out of his bucket. wages. Yeah, yeah. He's left that around. He, he's forgotten there's a pay per view on. Um, so Bad, he's, Bad's attacked him with a bucket. He's put the bucket on top of his head. He's he's hit with a, a double chop to the bucket, um, and then he's thrown him in the ring. So we, we, we're underway. What I do like about the Diamond uh, Dallas Page gimmick is after every single movie, he looks towards the Diamond Doll, doesn't he, for the for the ratings? <laughs> for the ratings, I love yeah. that. I know. So so, so she wants she's, a ten she's, each time. Yeah. So well, yeah. A- anything you know, a snapper, <laughs> and he's, he's looking for a ten, isn't he? Um, <laughs> But she's reluctant. She's reluctant straight. She's reluctant early doors to, to to give him the uh, the ratings card and Heenan <coughs> Heenan straight on a case. Uh, he's he's calling her a ditz. He calls her a ditz at one point and shut up and enjoy the money and all kinds. Yeah, it's um, awful, isn't it? For very yeah, good for just, a pre heel commentator. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a right bastard. We get another plain anecdote from Heenan, doesn't he? About <laughs> him travelling to the pay per view. He's got the pi- the pilot leaving the cockpit. Approaching him and, a- and asking him about the uh, the main events, and he, he he says something like, "Who's flying this bird or something?" Or to, to, yeah, to the pilot. Yeah, I always, this is a running theme. Now we get a pilot story. <laughs> yeah, every, we get uh, a clearly every, bollocks pilot every, story every week. <laughs> yeah, um, going back and forth. Uh, DDP asks, he's asking for the ten. Um, <laughs> Diamond Doll, she 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 gives him this this time. Crowd boo, great. You know, DDP's loving this, working the crowd. Um, hits a pile driver. Um, but goes forward and he calls it a pancake or something. Yeah, I've never heard that. that. I've I, never heard of that move before. New one for me as well. You. Looked no, alright, but no yeah, it, it, but surely it the pile driver is more more devastating. So just do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, but yeah, hey. if you're looking you're looking to to, to knock knock your opponents over fairly <laughs> yeah. quickly, you go for the pile driver. Exactly. But yeah, the pancake. Um, Max Muscle intervenes, uh, distracts the referee. DDP gets some tape loose from his wrist, starts to strangle. Uh, bad classic, classic heel behaviour. Loved it. Crowd of booing. Um, starts working the sleeper hold. We get a double act handle from from Bad from the top. We get a, 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 the Diamond Doll awarded a ten for that. So the, <laughs> so the crowd love that. Pop straight away. <laughs> DDP then gets Bad into a full Nelson. Um, Max Muscle gets onto the apron. Uh, goes for the clothesline. 
bad ducks, hits DDP. This was really, really ugly. This it, Max Muscle didn't need to be there. He, like he kind of ruined this match. His interference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hated this finish. Yeah, we get this uh, this interference from Max Muscle. Misses with the clothesline. DDP drops. Uh, Bad then hits Max Muscle, who takes an age to fall to to the floor. <laughs> yeah, it was it took, so, took bad. so long. Uh, DDP's cleaned out from the terrible clothesline. Bad covers him. One, two, three. We've got a new TV champion. New uh, crowd TV goes off champion. as well. They absolutely loved loved that match. I enjoyed it to be fair as well. Okay, so on to match two. We've got Randy Savage up against Zodiac, um, and we've gone from the electricity in the arena from the first match. <laughs> to it being absolutely sucked out. It was like a Dementor had, hen- had entered this arena. Because as soon as the Zodiac enters the uh, oh, enters down the, the walkway, you can you can see people just looking at him. I mean, what the spike's about on his head. I don't Jesus know what that is about. He's, he's introduced from the land of yin and yang. <laughs> I know that. What the that? fuck's that then? Any idea what that is? Um, Not the yeah, first. this gimmick. Oh. This gimmick is absolutely ridiculous. It's like so cartoonish, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's shocking. Um, so yeah, so we've got the Zodiac replacing Kamala uh, in this match. We don't know that. We don't know the reason for that at the moment. Um, hopefully, that will be explained later on. Um, We're told by uh, uh, Mr. Bobby Hayden. He fills in that. Macho, sorry, Macho's scheduled opponents, Kamala Harris, has been has showed some weakness, some mental weakness. Didn't want to, didn't want to fight Macho. Showed a bit of uh, apprehension about that. So Taskmaster, according to Heenan, beat him up, sent him on his way, and then sent uh, the Zabrodiak to the ring. God, called him up from the called up the land of yin and yang. Said, get yourself over here. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna be fighting match short tonight. Wish all wish all the luck in the world to Kamala Harris, who's uh, <laughs> gone on to bigger and better things. <laughs> um, so we have so Zodiac Zodiac entered. He's in the ring. We get Macho Man coming out straight away. We get we get a fan that that enters yeah, the ring. Blimey! Best bit about the match, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're not wrong there, Jim. And w- what's impressive is is Tim Patrick straight away. The referee jumps into life. He absolutely. He, no he fear was no. Yeah, he, he tackles it. He tackles this fan into the corner, and just restrains him there all on his own. I, I like that the fan had also uh, took his top off to, to rush the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not, ready, ready, ready to get involved. In the background, you see the security team like moving into the ring. There's about six of them, right? And you can see an absolute ruckus going on then so I don't know if the security team are a group of toddlers because Tim Patrick's just restrained this fellow on his own and you've got six of you and it's taken an absolute age to get this one guy out of the way so God knows Tim Patrick what a guy what a hero um, we'll come we'll come, pa- we'll come back to Tim Patrick though because he does annoy me in this match <laughs> you've got to stop um, got to stop it it's, it's Nick Patrick <laughs> oh is it sorry what am I saying Tim, Tim Patrick Tim Patrick why did you stop me earlier on? <laughs> We're finally back in the ring. The uh, the fans out of the way. We've got a power slam from uh, Zodiac. He gets up top onto the top turnbuckle. Goes for like a diving headbutt. I think it is. Yeah, seen Cavalier. Uh, misses. You know, rolls himself over, kind of in the you know <laughs> yeah. the Kurosawa way from last week. <laughs> Ready um, to receive the elbow now, Macho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, Macho Man takes this as his cue to get up to top, hits him with the uh, the elbow. Uh, one, two, three. We're out, and that was it. We got more action with the uh, the in- the uh, interference from the fan than we actually did with the with the two professional yeah. wrestlers. <laughs> Uh, then we're, we're back in. We're back into the uh, to the ring. We've got the the third match of the card. We've got Kurosawa with the uh, the Colonel up against uh, Hawk. <laughs> Unlikely pairing. Um, so apparently this is no. a grudge match. Yeah, this uh, yeah. yeah. Well, this is, unless we shit WCW yeah. billing. We've yeah. had what Kurosawa's broke Hawk's arm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they show you a clip of this, and it doesn't it doesn't look broken to me. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how they've they've diagnosed that from. From I distance, mean, even... from the comms team. Straight away they see it. That's broken. That's broken. Like, yeah. <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> they've got a work broken arm, but they've done nothing to uh, build the feud on actual... Correct. On nitro no, itself. There's nothing exactly. It. You know, you could have had, you know, interruptions and things like that. You know, build it, get some heat going, but yeah. no, not... not We've had Hawk out two weeks ago and he was working with Big Boss Man Disco Inferno. There's yep. no mention yep. of fucking Kurosawa then. And last week we've had Kurosawa Macho Man again. Nothing yeah, mentioned. Yeah. 
Bizarre. They're fucking idiots, these guys. Shocking. They? What are they doing? So, yeah, so we're in the ring. We get a nice shoulder tackle from Hawk to hit Kurosawa. Uh, it leads into a neck breaker. Heenan pops up with an absolute gem of a comment. So following the neck breaker, he, uh, he he pops up to Shivani and says, "That sounded like a fat girl sitting down on her uh, on a beanbag." And that just that just that just cracks Shivani's like lost. He, lo- he loses his head there. You can just hear him chuckling away and apologising. I mean, it didn't sound like that at all. You know, it, it just sounded like someone hit the ca- canvas. To be honest. Bobby, but uh, it did make me laugh, and obviously Shivani he cracked up as well. I don't um, think we can blame Bobby the Brain Heenan for actually just you know enjoying himself a little bit because he's for once he doesn't have Mongo nor Eric Bischoff next to him. Well, that's what I mean. This was like a totally di- this was a totally different side to him. I yeah, think he's not having to like cover for the other two, isn't he? He was exactly. just like let loose here. Okay, so we get Hawk um, hitting the Colonel with a, a clothesline from the apron. Um, while on the floor, this allows Kurosawa to, to, to hit Hawk into the ring post. He then rolls him back into the ring, hits him with like a Samoan drop kind of a version of that. Mm. Um, mm, nice. And then, into, and then into a pin, one, two, three. So it was it was over quite quickly, to be honest. And, and, all, match and, for you. and Jim, like you said, if, if they're building this, this revenge match, you know, if someone's broken my arm, I'm going to be quite angry about it, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be quite focused and... There was none of that at all from. from I'm really one of the road warriors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Really angry. Hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his default is angry. There was yeah. no. Yeah, revenge wasn't on his card on the cards here <laughs> no. from Hawk. He was just so placid. And they screwed him, didn't they? Because uh, Kurosawa had his feet on the ropes. The Colonel was helping him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they screwed him, and he still wasn't buffered. Nah. He just what he just yeah, walked off. Yeah. I don't know why the Colonel needed to hold Kurosawa's legs <laughs> down onto the ropes. No, was, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that seemed pointless. But yeah. uh, we're then back into the next match. We've got Sabu with the original Sheik going up against Mr. JL. Yeah. Um, Haven't we just done this? Yeah, I know, I know. A couple of weeks on Nitro, we had, we had this, uh, yeah, this we exact match. Exact yeah. match. The only difference was we didn't have the original Sheik. Banana. Oh. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently this, they, they drafted the Sheik in. That dead horse uh, flog, Jim. <laughs> He is. I am crowbarring this gag in to this episode. Come hell or high water. <laughs> we get some new Halloween graphics here, though, which, oh, we, which need mentioning. Yeah. So we get a ghost. We get a ghost graphic yes. that lo- that actually looks like some some milkshake's been been spilled on the uh, on the on the screen. We we get we get that we get that for the ghost, and then we get a bat as well. We get a, an introduction of a bat. So, <laughs> just like I, I can't wait to see what's coming up next. But yeah, apparently they, they got the original. Uh, they got the original cheek in for to sell some more tickets. Apparently, apparently he's a he's a legend he's a in draw. the Detroit area. Apparently, oh, so all right, I see. Right. So we start. We got Jay Elliott. It's a nice and Saguri knocks Sabu to the floor. Um, really sloppy baseball slide then from from the from inside the ring to, that hits Sabu. Sabu doesn't sell this at all. Uh, <laughs> he just falls over. Really stiff. Gets up straight away. Um, throws JL into the uh, into the railings, uh, gets up on the apron, hits a moonsault that lands on both uh, Mr. JL and the Sheik. Instantly, I'm going to absolutely KO the original Sheik straight away. Like it's, it, I mean, yeah, he's, he's mental. He's, the pair of them are mental. He, he he struggled to get down to the ring, didn't he? He was the way he was walking. So he he's, he, he's taking Sabu's feet, he's taking Sabu's trotters right to the <laughs> face here. And, <laughs> And he's down for a while, to be honest. I, know, I, kept, I, I kept an eye on him. Cause he is. <laughs> I, want, I was expecting the medics to come come down with the defib. Um, we then get a drop kick from JL to he hits Sabu as he's uh, as Sabu's attempting another moonsault. I mean, we're breaking records here for moonsaults. This must be <laughs> the fifth or sixth one straight away. Then Sabu he uses like the ropes. He hits like a, a spinning moonsault. Like his legs hit the top rope and then like he flips over. It looks really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Covers gets the one two three count. So Sabu's so won the match, and then we get we get a fireball then from the original Sheik for some reason. Yeah, banana fireballs jailed, didn't they? It's very <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, he, he he's got the deo- the deodorant can and the zippo out for some reason. <laughs> he's, he, he's hit Mr. Jail with a fireball, a Hadouken to the face, um, and I mean, yeah, it's just not needed, is he? This, this guy, just get him out of the way. He's, he's probably injured from the uh, the, the moon salt. The um, face trotters have taken him out. We then cut to a promo from the the, the Sith Lord, <laughs> the Taskmaster's dad. He, he's making he's another appearance he, again. Again, rambling on, it's rambling on with it. some some 
absolute codswallop, you know. <laughs> Obviously, they're, they're going to mention the insurance policy, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, the Yeti, yeah. the Yeti gets blood, you know. He's here. First he's here somewhere point. in the arena. I mean, I can't believe they, they haven't given this guy a mic again. Like, he's, he's, his voice <laughs> no, he's is going to be absolutely buggered again. His larynx is fucked. Yeah. First thing he says, Sullivan, my son. <laughs> like, like, like he's lost and he can't find him. I'm here, Darren. Right, literally right next to you. Literally right next to you. They're on about how the evil is uh, is, is out of control, out of control now in Hogan. Oh, and God. I didn't I didn't get what we didn't get why why that what what why has he come up with that? Like what's the what's the justification for that? Because oh, I man. haven't seen anything that that warrants. It's- Hogan being evil, evil. Yeah. so evil that he's about to uh, present a Harley Davidson to a fan who just won a competition. <laughs> yeah. He bottled oh, the evil back up for that bit, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so as, as Jim just mentioned, we, we, we cut then to, uh, to we cut to Mean Gene again, and he's just about to the uh, to announce the winner of the Harley Davidson sweepstakes. This is awful. And the winner is none other. <laughs> the winner is none other than Maniac Mike. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Mike. And he has the charisma of a pillow. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing maniac that I, that I can see at the moment. There's nothing maniacal any, about him. He was what, wearing what? triple denim though. <laughs> <laughs> triple, not double. He tripled it up. Maniac Mike's missus is uh, his view. <laughs> yeah, she's not riding on the back of the uh, the Harley on the way home. No, there's, there's no chance. There's no chance. The next match we've got, we've got Meng going up against Lex Luger. Uh, Meng's accompanied by Kevin Sullivan or the Taskmaster we don't we know we, is it the same person we're not yeah. sure um, is, it, is it just me or do, do the comms keep pronouncing Meng as Ming yeah they do I know yeah. Every, yeah, absolutely why, why is that <laughs> it's on, it's on the, his tights the merciless yeah, yeah. His, his, his name's literally on yeah. these legs <laughs> and it's oh, only four right, letters long <laughs> Oh, there's only one vowel there's a lot of questions with Nitro isn't there? there's always questions it's <laughs> very rarely answers right, there's always yeah. questions yeah so anyway so we, we yeah so Ming we'll refer to him as Ming then if the comms team are <laughs> so we get we, we start um, Luger showering shots to, to Ming uh, catapults Ming into the turnbuckle we get a lazy clothesline from Lex Luger for someone who's so so big and so well conditioned you'd think he'd have a bit of like slickness about him wouldn't you it's yeah. just no, it's awful. It's absolutely so so stiff. It's like watching um, a wooden board popping yeah, about the ring. It's oh, awful. Man. Meng uh, bites Luger's face at one point. Uh, look, <laughs> yeah. look quite good to be honest. Yeah, class. Uh, and then and then he and then he, he spat afterwards. So I don't know if he's you know he's bitten something off. He shouldn't have. He's gone. He's <laughs> gone the Tyson route. Uh, good heel behaviour from yeah, from he's Meng so there. Good. He's so good. Uh, signaling for the spike, and I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I'm praying <laughs> this is going to be the end. <laughs> yeah. We get a pile driver from Meng, looked really good. Yeah, he's, um, he's so good. He's battered him, hasn't he? He's yeah, full yeah, he's, battered yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Meng d- then does reach for the boots, pulls the gold spike out, hits Luger with a spike, goes for the cover. You know, you're thinking it's over. Meng deserves this. You know, yes, of course what, he does. What, you know, he's, he's put Lex Luger over. Comprehensive And then victory. we get Sullivan coming into the ring with, I mean, how, how this kick interrupts <laughs> the pinfall, I don't know. It's like... It's it's pathetic, isn't it? It's oh, it, it's horrific. It, it this was shocking. This was shocking. It yeah. barely touches his shoulder, and then it manages to interrupt the the, the pinfall. And then we uh, we get a disqualification, don't we? Though, yeah, because he interrupted the pinfall. So like, Lex Luger is the winner. The booking is fucking dire. I was like, yeah. so he's interfered with this, hasn't he? The the, the, the yeah. story we're, we're given is that he's interfered with this with the worst. And he was late, by the way. So the ref had to <laughs> delay. Yeah, the pin I know. Count. It was the slowest. The ref had to wait and look for him. <laughs> And then he came in, slow as fuck, did, the, <laughs> did. that just tap on uh, Lex's chest. Yeah. And then he's fucking, Taskmaster wanted Luger to face Macho Man, right? Yeah. Or something. They wanted that to happen, so they weakened each other or something. Is that not the... But yeah. then, wh- why were we told earlier that he's beating up Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris was scared of fighting Macho Man? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you send him out there to lose if, yeah, if it was all his time all along? Or, if, you, if that was really what he was doing... He'd have him absolutely batter him and then just walk away with Luger in a heap on the floor in the ring. And then Heenan, Heenan cracked me up here. Like he, he comes over on comms and he's like, <laughs> Go on. I'm not sure who Sullivan's kicked. Uh, I don't care. And I would, you know what? <laughs> Same, Bobby. I didn't care. Why did we have this match? It's, awful, yeah. awful, awful. Right, okay. So next match, we cut back to the ring and we've got um, Arn Anderson and Flying Brian going up against Sting. 
and a questionable, um, questionable Ric Flair. Yeah, um, injured. So we get, we get we get an impressive entrance from Sting. Pyro's going off everywhere. You know, <laughs> can I just point out as well? Sorry, Ginger. Every time Sting gets pyro, like like a fan, Sting turns around and looks <laughs> at his own pyro and then turns around and goes, "Ah, did the class? You see that? Yeah, he's impressive. I got pyro, mate. He loves it." Yeah, they shelled out. They shelled out some uh, <laughs> some, some firework display for for Sting for this. Vince somewhere um, is jealous. <laughs> uh, we get no no Ric Flair. So obviously the assault prior to the uh, the, the pay per view has clearly had an effect on him. We get a brilliant comment from um, from Bobby uh, Bobby Heenan. He, he's on about like this isn't Ric Flair's like nature to to not participate. You know, if you're injured, yeah. you get involved. And he comes up with a line. Even if you've got to give yourself an appendectomy, you get out there. <laughs> so we start off with Sting and the uh, the battery double A. They go at it. Um, we get a couple. They're trying to like size each other up early doors. You got a couple of hammerlocks, a couple of full Nelsons. Yeah, great. Uh, reversals so from both. Technically really good. And to be fair, I I am starting to appreciate how uh, Sting is 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 a good wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, he is, I think he is. I think I. I think I got involved too late into WCW when he started going down, you know, Ditto. the different routes. So I, I was, I've been quite impressed with him so far. Yeah, so me too. Double A tags in Pillman, uh, Sting, impressively, you know, picks him up into the Gorilla Press Slam kind of pose, yeah, holds great. him there for quite a long time, um, and then slams into the mat and then just throws Double A a stir. Uh, he obviously wants, you know, he's he's not he's, he's not happy with fighting uh, Flying Brian, you know, <laughs> he, he wants the big dog. And I just had special mention to Sting's get-up. He, he'd gone full pumpkin for his Titan face paint. I thought, well, well done, Sting. You're the only one, Sting, on this entire card that's put some thought into your attire to make it Halloween Havoc appropriate. Well played, mate. <laughs> Turn up as a jack-o'-lantern. Well in, Sting. <laughs> we then get a huge pop from the crowd. Ric Flair's coming down, uh, still in his chinos and his gloshers. <laughs> But he's got an absolute, he's, he's got an absolute massive plaster on his forehead. Yeah, naked so, from the waist up, chinos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chinos, gloshes, and a, a, a huge industry sized plaster to the forehead. Um, so yeah, so that, that the crowd go off there. We get a masterclass now in, in, in oh, Flirt trying so to get good. like the crowd pumped so up. Good. You know, he's, he's he's shouting to the crowd, he's smashing the turnbuckle in, he's dancing on the apron, he's absolutely orchestrating like a reaction from the crowd. It's superb, yeah. absolutely top draw. Back in the ring, Sting's in the ring, Double A and Flying Brian doing all they can to keep him away. They're isolated him. Brian goes up top, Double A throws him kind of like as a, as a splash onto Sting. Yeah. He gets the knees up. Fleur starts dancing and wooing the uh, Sting's trying to stumble over to the corner. The crowd yeah. are willing him to get over there. Uh, Double A gets over there in time, intervenes, suplexes him. They do so, so well at keeping it keeping it fresh, the different ways in which they stop him getting there, don't they? In which they kill off the, you know, the hot tag looks, you know, closer each time. Um, and Arn is just a fucking master at it, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. so fucking good. Like, yeah, this, really... this is a really nice storyline to this. It's just oh, a, yeah. it's, it's just a, a nicely set up, structured yeah, wrestling match exactly. where people know what to do. And it was one of those fights where I was actually like looking forward to Sting eventually getting ripped because 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 they've just done that that good of a yeah. job just building this atmosphere up. Sting fighting back. You think he's going to get one over when he's just about to get over to the corner. And then we get an absolutely spectacular spinebuster from Double A. <sighs> Isn't absolutely it just poetic? Gorgeous it? spine buster. It just brilliant. it's brilliant. It is. And for us, you know, a spine buster is you know your bog standard. <laughs> you know, you need to have that if you're going to be a wrestler. You need to have a spine buster in, in your in, <laughs> in your, your locker. Your, your, in your locker, but the, it's just it is different class, isn't it? Oh, it I, I appreciate it so much. We've got yeah, every time Fleur's going mental in the corner, <laughs> popping again. <laughs> no, um, everyone's willing him to, willing him to go across. The fans are absolutely begging for it. Oh, um, fever pitch. Sting Sting is crawling over to one side. Flying Brian's going to the other side. They tag both at the same time, and you you're waiting for the you know everyone go. to absolutely just go absolutely go. mental. This is it. The ball thing. Fleur bounces off the uh, the ropes. Does a really, really naughty dance, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah he's absolutely going to pummel double A here. Do the flesh. And then he absolutely socks Sting with a. <gasps> oh, he does what? Absolutely socks Sting. Deadiest player go to in town. the game, oh. heel They go to town. All three of them what? go to town. Oh. Then on on Sting. Um, oh, so we get we get we get a dis- <laughs> disqualification. Oh, I so. was superbly executed though on it. I'd meet oh, the climbing sinker. It, it, it was, oh, was so good. Yeah, funny. So yeah. good. It's just a brilliant match, <sighs> absolutely it. brilliant match, you absolutely. know. And I mean, it, it was—it's a shame. It's a shame that he wasn't 
on the nitro. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. To really generate a bit more, bit more. This could could have headlined it, couldn't it? This this could have been. You're right. You had to have this build up on nitro, and you have this, and this this monumental moment could have been the biggest thing we saw all night, and then it was the best thing we saw all night. Double A and Flair were were kind of holding back because they knew they had this this thing. You know, that's just smart, isn't it? Exactly. And now you can justify that. That's it. But now now you justify that holding back as the reason they didn't go full ball is exactly, because yeah. they were working on the same team it was all part yeah. of the plan like and then we get like a nice nice uh, nice promo then from from the the now reformed horseman so and the, the, I love the uh, I love the line from Ric Flair like the the now we go back to school yeah, kind of line fun. follow the thread back of this thing from where it's been in the in the weeks we've been covering it and it's just every beat of it has yeah. been pitch perfect so we, we we go from the entertainment you know and the the excitement of the uh, the tag match straight into you know what we've been waiting for you know when <laughs> when the monster becomes the machine or whatever it's called the man becomes the monster I lost track of it because it's that pathetic and it's been built up for <laughs> what seems like a decade we are finally oh, here man. we are finally going to see the monster truck off well we're up on the roof of this fucking mega building lit up by massive like outdoor stage lights aren't we right into this in this giant sumo circle where we see which answered my question of last week yes we are going to see the giant in a flame retardant suit <laughs> <laughs> which says the giant on the back who did the embroidery where did he what tailor did he go to does it do they accept beans as payment nobody knows but he's there he's in this fucking we see his monster truck which is you know uh, it's like a skull or something isn't it or with the dungeon of doom's logo on the side again where do, who who sent him the art files for that as the master got that in he's like on his on his mac he just sent it through <laughs> to the painters <laughs> And then on the other one, we've got fucking Hulk Hogan with the with the championship belt in the front of his fucking monster truck, with his giant fucking rotisserie chicken arms over the side of it. At the front. Yeah, you get the roast chicken, the roast chicken biceps are on show. <laughs> and then we get a rundown of the rules, and the rundown of the Hogan rules. Hogan asks for the rules. I'm- <laughs> what are the rules? Why have you waited yeah, till now? <laughs> the keys in the ignition. You're asking for the fucking rules. <laughs> get them checked out first. <laughs> Anyways, part of these rules, this referee, this monster truck referee, badly explains what these rules are. We can't hear it, so back on comms. <laughs> we have to have that filled in. By the way, Bischoff's at this point, out, my favourite commentator, Eric Bischoff, is on comms for this debacle. Why, why was that? I dare say Bischoff wearing oh, his fingerprints yeah, all over it, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. What about uh, oh, the associate guys. Bob Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> the expert. Sorry, <laughs> the expert, he built Hogan's truck. Who is flat as a pancake? Oh, yeah, Tell us something exciting about these trucks, Bob. Well, there's like they've got one thousand five hundred. Yeah, he, he wants yeah, to know the, the horsepower, doesn't he? Yeah, they're yeah, talking about horsepower. They're talking to about talk. They're talking about body modification. <laughs> what wrestling fan wants to know about the fucking talk <laughs> no. on these monster trucks? But then we cut back to the roof, and they're welding the two monster trucks together. Yeah. What the hell is this? What do you mean welding the two monster trucks yeah. together? So we're not even going to have them like destruction derby that's, style crashing into exactly, one another. That's what I was like, expecting. I didn't expect them to yeah. just be attached together. Yeah, they spent most of the show talking about how one of them was going to push the other one off the roof. And I was like, well, is that possible? So we get this fucking welding, Hulk in, in his all black because he's, he's turned evil. His truck hasn't gone black, though. His truck yeah. is still in the fucking... They'd already had the brief for that thing. It'd be well <laughs> in the workshop being made. The paint scheme's already... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hulk. Yeah. I missed phone that. Phone call, you phone call came colours. through. Right, lads, can I have a new spray, <laughs> spray for that? I've, I've gone evil. <laughs> no, mate. Around this sumo ring that these trucks have to be pushed out of, the entirety of the truck, both axles, must be pushed out, though not too far because then you'll go out yourself. Around this, this ring have been placed at random places two explosive charges. <laughs> no reasons given. <laughs> no no, no explanation as to how... Yeah. Landmines, right? We've got landmines placed at two random yeah. points, right? When these charges are discussed with expert Bob, um, he says that... Um, if any of these charges get anywhere near the fuel lines, that's it. They're gone. They're blown up. Which surely means that uh, because these two things are fused together with molten metal, the other one will blow up too. So this is this is just looking even more risky by the second for both participants. The the machine becomes the man. Isn't going to happen if one of these fuel lines go. That's as that's as fucking as written off. No wonder the, the card was subject to change. They're putting fucking landmines yeah. around the place. No wonder it was. So we've got a, a high chance of 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 one of the well, both trucks exploding. 
Of death. High chance and of death. And they're on the top yeah, of correct. the building as well. <laughs> All these ridiculous things. We're going to have a monster truck match. There's going to be explosives. We're going to push each other off the roof. We're going to kill each other. They've kind of, like, obviously, because everyone knows none of that's going to happen. So, like, like do you know what I mean? They've <laughs> given themselves nowhere to go after they've given yeah, they've built no, it up like, too much, haven't they? They've yeah, oversold it before. Yeah, massively, yeah. massively. They could never deliver on well, all this is promised. Couldn't they? Of course they couldn't. And then the match starts, right? <laughs> we watch. I didn't time it. Uh, it, fe- it felt like hours five, though of five, I think it was five minutes I, I, yeah I, it was it was about, about five minutes it did feel it did, it did watched, feel longer though I agree didn't it right we watched okay five minutes that felt like an age it, of these two of a close up of these two men who by the way have co-pilots got they've got, got co-pilots so if anyone gets pushed off if anything gets blown up these two are poor souls <laughs> who are probably most likely doing the actual driving but we never see it are also in the cars with him and then we just watch close ups of Hulk and Giant sort of slightly turning the wheel and grimacing for five four minutes. And as you go back and watch watch the uh, the parts that cut when they're inside the uh, the trucks and they're the same. It's just on a loop. I think they just like no. Honestly, it's, they've just reused the same. Fucking... Hulk, Hulk changes a gear, Jesus. and then the giant like <laughs> turns the steering wheel. It's the same. It's the same shot over and over again. I'm pretty sure of it. So we get back and forth, don't we, for, for what seems like oh, aeons, so and then Hulk's gonna win for a bit, and then Giant's gonna win for a bit, and then Giant pushes Hulk out, and he hits the barrier at the end, and I'm going, oh, here we go, but no. Both axles, which apparently uh, I wasn't aware that was part of the rules, but I'm sure it was explained that I wasn't listening, need to be pushed out for it to be a win. Doesn't happen. And then inevitably, back and forth we go until Hogan just pushes Giant out. And But before he does that, right, we're in our, we must be in the fifth solid minute of this just two trucks welded together going, and reverse tug of war in it, right? That's all it yeah, is, it right? With wheel spin and these things. Shocking. And at this point, I'm thinking, this really, really isn't exciting telly. At which point, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who's obviously been prodded by Bishop, says, this is exciting. Like, <laughs> he's really trying to convince us <laughs> Bobby, yeah, that it is. He's falling, he's <laughs> falling asleep and Bishop is like, just kicked him and he's just woken up instinctively. <laughs> this is exciting. It's not Bobby. Yes, You've clearly not watched the previous really four isn't. minutes. So after Hogan has finally pushed Giant out, inevitably... Both men disembark their monster trucks. That's it. That's, that's the end of the monster truck. Monster truck madness has ceased. Giant slowly walks right the way around to confront Hogan face-to-face now. We then get a really badly choreographed battle oh, where both men kind of grab each other's necks and uh, Giant uh, gets... A, there's a couple of punches yeah, are exchanged yeah, the gi- the badly. The Giant like, chokes him but then allows Hulk Hogan to step up carefully to the ledge. EastEnders Christmas special type stuff. Oh, it this, really wasn't it? was that sort of yeah. stuff, including the culmination, the the climax of this thing, the crescendo of the monster truck madness. Damp squib is Hulk with being held by Giant, who then lets him get side side yeah. on, breaks the double arm chokehold by bringing his arms up judo style to <laughs> swing him inside out and over the top. In doing so. He accidentally sends Giant tumbling over. Oh. <laughs> and Giant does a full, like, like you know, like he's launching no, into the he look, back butterfly He looks stroke. like he's buffering. He, <laughs> he, was, on that, he was on that ledge for so long. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was expecting the little buffering wheel to pop up on the uh, the network. I was like, this surely can't take this long. You're like... <laughs> You should be falling much quick, quicker <laughs> off that building. He goes, whoa, and he gets a big giant scream out as he goes and goes back off the roof. Can you believe it? And of course we can't. We cut back to comms and the lads are like, this is, this is as, as sullen and as grave as they can possibly sound. They have just witnessed a death is how they sell it. They, they are as morbid and as morose as you can possibly imagine. Best bit about this for me is uh, when they go back to the arena, we've got the, you know, the, the, the fake, uh, you know, solemn and like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like everyone's yeah. uh, like Bischoff is really going to town on the... The whole there's been a death type situation. <laughs> there's been a murder. Yeah. <laughs> but then right in between, so you've still got Hayden there. In the middle, you've still got uh, Bob Chandler, the yeah, truck guy. No he, change in his expression as he's just still no. sat there, just really calm. He's still sat around in the kind of it's going on around him, and then he's kind of just still there. Why he's still there? And then he goes, <laughs> and he just out of nowhere, goes, "What do we do now?" <laughs> and I, like, right, I imagine you fuck off home, mate. Never be seen again. I imagine this is you done, Bob. <laughs> Why are you still here, Bob? If, if we go back to the the, uh, the insurance policy here, I mean, you've, you've taken out the wrong policy here, haven't they? If there's a, if there's a, they should have taken out the uh, the life insurance policy. If there's a chance of <laughs> of people falling off buildings, because 
that, that's that's much more practical than than, no. than the yeti. <laughs> Big haired giant's family can do nothing with a yeti, can they? Really, exactly, he's not used yeah. to them. That's it. Yeah. yeah, can imagine the yeti yeah. being sent through the post. Here you go. Here's your, your compensation. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. It is a yeti. <laughs> okay, so after the excitement of the monster truck uh, match, we then we then treated to the uh, we, we get the, we get the two victors from the earlier ma- matches on the car. We've got Macho Man up against Lex Luger. So, so in the match, we we get Jimmy Hart approaching the ring. Um, I don't know why. I mean, he's no affiliation no. to either, is he? I mean, no. he is the manager, obviously for Hulk Hogan, a macho man, pretty good friends. Maybe I don't know. That's the only link I I, I could think of. Some yeah, more atrocious booking is, is why he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Jimmy Hart making an appearance for no reason. Minimal, you know, wrestling manoeuvres. You get some lazy. Some lazy uh, submission holds. We get a missed drop kick at one point, um, and then we get we get Luger taking a shot into the steps. Um, we get Jimmy Bad. Jimmy Hart distracting the ref. I don't know who for. Like I say, we don't know who he's who he's here for like, to support. Um, and we get we get Macho Man then taking advantage of that. Um, Luger hits Jimmy Hart off the apron. Um, Savage takes advantage of this. Hits the elbow and then we're we're out. Nobody was into you could, it. You could you could sense the change in the uh, in, in the arena, couldn't you? I think they, I mean, oh, you I think, they think they've just realised like we we've put money up for this monster truck off and we've <laughs> been subjected to that. You know, the, the, the giant, you know, dying on uh, on, on pay per view. So then we're here. We're 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 at the main event. You know, we, we the one we've been waiting for. You know, we've had the Wait, truck is it going to be one? Because you know, well, we, we don't know <laughs> yet. Yeah, you know, dead. We've had we've had no we've had no clarification on uh, you know the giants. And at first, we get we get Michael Buffer who, who comes out to uh, yeah. to announce the the main event, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. You know, me yeah, too. Obviously, when you when, when you're used to seeing him with the uh, the boxing main event, so kind of give it a bit of a credibility. I thought I thought that was mm, pretty good. Hundred percent agree. Um, Lovely stuff. And then you know, with the introduces the giants. Uh, he doesn't come out, so the Hulk Hogan's music hits. He comes out first, and then he gets on the mic. He's apologising for the the death of the giants or for, for injuring the giants. And then we get the giant just casually walking down to the ring. There's no pop or anything, exactly. is there? No, no there's Nothing. no mention. What no surprise. There's, there's, there's no bruises. There's no blood. There's no water. There's no explanation. <laughs> no, explanation. <laughs> no explanation. No explanation. Doesn't make sense. But he's here. And worse, they go to find if to find out what happened. Tune into Nitro tomorrow night. We'll definitely know by then. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, fucking Bischoff will find out for us. Hulk Hogan takes off the bandana, and he's got some Taskmaster esque paint on it on his evil. on his head. How evil! I mean, can can I also add that he not only that he's got the mark of true evil in that he is rather than his wrestling boots, he's got some naughty ox blood cowboy boots the, the true mark of evil as we all know we've seen how physically like you know able the giant is and he, he just he just oh, yeah. seemed really slow and sluggish in this and he spends an absolute age just trying to put a burr hug on on Hogan oh, throughout the match man. honestly well, honestly that's all spot. it was uh, yeah I, I reckon hold it out and yeah, they're like going back test of strength Test of strength with with Hulk on his oh. knees, going. He's too strong, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. He's too strong, like that for ten minutes at a time. I reckon if you can compi- if, if you compiled all the time of the of the actual bear hug, it w- it would take oh, about, I reckon close to ten minutes. So we just get that for, for for most of the match, you know, tr- trying to trying to get to a point where we're going to see a decent wrestling maneuver. Then we just get a really <laughs> pathetic submission hold and. You know, again and again and again. We're coming towards towards the finisher, and we we, we get Hogan, you know, dishing out uh, Thank God. A, a, a scoop slam, picks picks the giant up, slams him. I mean, yeah. do that throughout the throughout match. You like you're saying you want to unleash the evil, yeah. and I've not seen anything of that. You know, um, no. he's so he's delivered he's delivered the uh, the scoop slam, if you if you will, and then he's gone for he's hit the leg drop, and you're thinking it's going to be, you know, Here the one go. two three, and then you know his best friend suddenly decides it's the time to intervene. So we we have Jimmy Hart, Hulk Hogan's best friend and confidant, on the... Uh, the guard, on the the guard a- of the WCW title. Belt. Yeah, he's he's up on the apron and he, uh, he, hits, he, the ref- he hits the referee with the uh, the belt, knocks the referee down. Just as he's going to count. Just when he's going for the count. Unbelievable. Wow. And you've done well to figure that out, Liam, because at the time you couldn't really tell because the fucking camera... Yeah, I had to go back, it. to be honest. 
to see what was so going his on. Best fr- Hogan's best friend has is, uh, is, is, is denied the ref. Yeah, yeah. This is it. I mean, what, 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 what's, what's he going to do with the jackets and things like that? Now you've gone on, you've, you've got, you've gone all out here, Jimmy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No eBay in '95. Yeah. Neither he is screwed. What's the betrayal? It wasn't Jimmy Hart's best display, was it? Um, <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't. But then, yeah, I don't so think it was so, anyone's. No, no, you're right. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> leaves this with the red held high enough no, with no. any credibility. <laughs> no. And then the giant then goes for the for another bear hug because he's not Rest done down. that enough. You could do anything yeah. you want, giant. Here. You could do yeah. anything you want. Ref, stop looking. Yeah. You can do what you want. Oh, you're going to bear hug him again, right? Okay. Yeah, the choke okay. slam. The choke slam looks so good. He dishes out the choke slam so well. Just do that a couple of yeah, times. You know, put him through a exactly. table or something. Okay, so we, we we then get some some in, interference from. Um, from the two wrestlers that have just fought prior to this match. So they're still full of beans. I mean, they've already had two <laughs> fights on the card. Okay, so they're sprinting down. They're sprinting down into the ring. Side so by got, sides. We've got Savage and Luger, yeah, side by side, coming to the, the aid of Hulk Hogan, as we think. Coming to Hulk's rescue after the Jimmy Hart double yeah, cross. Yeah, so they're both in the ring. And then... The best friend blindside. Yeah, we, we, they're clearly not happy with this. You know, it's a 100-metre race, down to the ring, both sprinting. <laughs> And then who can help Hulk first? Who can help Hulk exactly. first? He's got a, he's got an open uh, he's got an open best friend slot, hasn't he? So yeah, <laughs> they're, they're both going for it. <laughs> they're, they're both in the ring, and then we uh, we we get we get Lex Luger attacking uh, Macho Man heel turn. But he was sort of already a heel. Like, yeah, he's, he's been, on been done so badly this as well. Doesn't fucking work. So yeah, so so we we get Lex Luger um, attacking Savage, and then. We get the introduction of the insurance policy. It's it's here. It's Fuck at the Joe know. Lewis uh, Arena, <laughs> and, and right. we were right at the uh, at the end of night show when we said it, it wasn't uh, a Sasquatch type figure. It, it it is a mummy. We know that. Yeah. yeah it is. So he's he's donned himself out in some toilet paper. You know he's <laughs> and he's on his way down to the ring. But to be fair, he, he does look. He, he looks quite intimidating. If if he'd gone, if he'd yeah, if he'd done it properly, then yeah, that it yeah. would have been quite impressive because he he just steps over the steps over the rope like giant like, um, and then approaches Hulk Hogan who's still still in the bear hug. That's still going on. Giant still got him in and the And then grass. the Yeti. Which I can only describe as he, he, he proceeds to dry hump Hulk Hogan. It looks like it because he's definitely not putting another bear hug on him. So the insurance policy, it seems, was if at any point, Yeti, you see me, the giant, struggling to bear hug Hogan, you come out and you help me hug him. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you, you, you make a Hulk Hogan sandwich. You, you, <laughs> you go to the side. <laughs> we saw Yeti break free from the ice block at the end of Nitro, didn't we? Like we saw that was the last shot of Nitro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the arena, it must have been one hell of a disappointment on Nitro because this Yeti's just gone ah and then walked into the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Uh, we get Luger hitting uh, Hulk Hogan with a torture rack. Crowd are booing. Jesus. Crowd. I don't know if that's you know at the outcome or at the whole pay per view. I'm not sure, but there's there's a lot of booze you know raining in from the uh, the spectators. <laughs> Um, the paying public, the paying people public, have paid yeah. their hard-earned yeah, to see this yeah. shit. And then we're out. So that was the slog, the endurance event, the barnstorming for all the wrong reasons WCW Halloween Havoc 1995 we're going to try our best to try and pick through some ratings builders and killers I'll go first with my ratings builders so builder number one Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan why can't we have these lads on Nitro both are superb and added a modicum of credibility and believability to these insane circumstances without these guys it would have been a full on Disaster, as opposed to the genuinely like good chemistry as well, isn't it between the both of them? Oh, they're, they're great really good together. To listen to, really easy to listen to. Exactly. Build number two, the Flair heel turn. Uh, they, they absolutely did me. The keep Flair out the ring and tease the hot tag for ages, and then when he finally, finally gets brought in, he struts around and then rounds on Sting. Fucking incredible, brilliant, just superb. 
and build number three. Michael Buffer for the boxing intro, especially for botching his Hulk intro, calling him the king of Hulk mania. No way. I'm like, well done, Michael. He's turned up, he's collecting his check, and he's getting it wrong and fucking off. Jim, what were your ratings builders for Halloween Havoc? Builder number one is turns. So Flair has caught me completely off guard, just as you said, Steve. There's a possibility, a very, very slight possibility, that Luger might actually do something now. He's fully gone, he's fully turned on Hogan, and uh, and Savage, of course, even though he kind of already was a bit of a heel, but whatever. And, and we've got a bit of a, a bit of respite for poor old Jimmy Hart, who no longer needs to wait around. <laughs> he no longer needs to wait around to have Hogan... Tell him to say something, start to say something, then have Hogan tell him to shut up, all the while calling yeah. him full name Jimmy Hart every time. <laughs> uh, Building number two is is Tony Schiavone, a nice alternative, a nice alternative to the the full blown hundred mile an hour Eric Bischoff, and a more calm in presence, and obviously no Mongo yeah. there to uh, to mess around, which was always good. And yeah, he's classy, classy. Indeed, he is. And I'll go with builder number three. Very, very hard to find three builders in amongst this <laughs> this empire of, of filth, empire of toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Maniac Mike's triple denim. I've never seen it pulled off before, <laughs> and it didn't look outrageous. So there you go, Maniac Mike. Oh, brilliant, Liam. Over to you. After that experience, what were your Halloween Havoc ratings builders. Okay, so builder number one, uh, I'm going to go with the, the, the tag team match, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Flying Brian, uh, Sting nice. even. Um, brilliant. Just, it just demonstrates what, you know, when you've got good talent. Um, and some, you know, Ric Flair, double A in the twilight of the career, still knowing how to just yeah, carry, sure. you know, a wrestling match, pumping the crowd, generating heat, just fantastic to watch. WCW is like demonstrating here, that they are able to to produce really good spectacles if they use the correct people in them. Build number two, I'm going to go for Diamond Dallas Page. Nice. Um, I thought you again. I, I like I, I like I like a heel, and uh, all the way through his all the way through his match, just just the the heat from the crowd, you know, just winding them up continuous uh, continually, um, <laughs> looking over to the Diamond Doll, asking for those ratings. Yeah, what a spot! Just, just good, co- spot. just good comedy, and uh, when, when he when he entered the. Uh, the WWF like later on I think obviously he was at the end of his career and I didn't really appreciate him but uh, seeing him Same. like early doors uh, very impressive him so far so hopefully hopefully more of Diamond Dallas Page as we move forward and then builder number three as you've both mentioned but I, I do think it needs you know mentioning again uh, the comms team's just Again, two people who, who bounce off each other really well um, and I think you've got a combination there that uh, that could rival, obviously, the, the comms team in the WWF as well. Uh, I, did, I, I, I think they do that that good of a job. Uh, Heenan as the as the heel, fantastic. Like, just never get tired of some of the comments he's chipping in. Like, very very lawless. arrested. <laughs> you know, they're both doing that that heel yeah. role really well. So hopefully the penny drops soon, and the uh, they get rid of the absolute <laughs> gubbins that they've got on Nitro at the moment. <laughs> Fingers crossed, and on to our ratings. Killers, I'll kick us off first. So, killer number one. Hogan and the Giant and their monster trucks, Kel Surprise, but I knew it would be horrific, it was worse. Then, to borrow one of your phrases from last week, Liam, the Panto roof sketch was just shocking. It was like they thought, how can we make this thing even worse? And then they managed to do it. Killer number two, Lex Luger. He's been atrocious so far. This was his worst. This is the worst appearance of him to date. Even amongst all of the utter dross, he still stuck in my mind from this show as being fucking awful. Like, I genuinely could not tell what was worse. The Yeti's bear cuddle or Lex's torture rack. And that's, this is Lex's, like, genuine, you know, supposed fearsome finishing move. And it looks appalling. Stop it. And killer number three, Hulk Hogan's cowboy boots. Jim, what were your ratings, killers? Uh, killer number one is the horrendous, the awful, the the intelligence offending booking of this <laughs> event. I, I could sit here for a long time going through just the end of the Hogan match alone, but in addition to that, there's just so many other questions, so many other badly thought out ideas. The giant falling off the roof, what was the point of that? Jimmy Hart randomly <laughs> being at ringside in the Macho Luga match and getting involved. Like what? The, again, why? Uh, the Taskmaster's <laughs> interference, Luga v Meng. I mean, there's so much, there's so much you can talk about. Killer number two, 
the sheer sheer boredom involved with the monster truck match watching two cars drive back and forth <laughs> uh, it's not impressive to anybody slowly I do not care what, what anyone's idea of excitement no one found that good even even the biggest <laughs> fan of fucking monster trucks could not have found that enjoyable in any way so what the hell that was doing on this programme and all that chat about torque horsepower fucking bullshit <laughs> have a word for yourself lads desperation to try and be different there Pathetic. Killer number three. You can't. I couldn't go through these without mentioning the Yeti. I couldn't do it. It was always going to be rubbish, but I, I assumed, like I said, I assumed he was there to provide some kind of meaningful insurance as opposed to just come out and help when, you know, the Giants clearly got the matter at hand in this bear hug. He's then got Luger and a couple of the other members of Dungeon of Doom are also out helping him. That's not the time. That's not the time for the insurance policy to come out. Stupidity. <laughs> Absolute stupid, <laughs> fucking rubbish, and I never want to see the Yeti ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Liam, anything to add? What were your killers for WCW Halloween Havoc? Okay, so there's, there's, there's a lot we could we could talk about here for the uh, for the killers, <laughs> uh, but mainly killer number one has got to be this whole idea of the insurance policy, which I mean. To create that that much about it, you, you took up practically a full Nitro show trying to push this insurance home. policy. For him to then come into a match to just do a really badly delivered bear hug <laughs> dressed in the way he was, was just pointless. It's worse it was than what you think pointless. about it, isn't like, it? You didn't have to get Kevin Sullivan's dad involved. You didn't need a massive iceberg. Absolutely correct. Just put, put more of the Ric Flair kind of thing onto your show and we'll be, we'll be all the better for it. Um, and then that leads on to killer number two, to be honest. So I'm going to put, I'm going to just put ignorance and that's from, that, that's, that's from, you know, people higher up. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of confusion on, on the cards here. So we can go through the cards. The Lex Luger macho man, the setup matches didn't need to, didn't oh, need to happen. Man. Um, really the Hawk and the um, Kurosawa. The, I mean, there was nothing generated for that about that for weeks. The, no. I mean, the guy broke Hawk's arm. Surely that's gonna that 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 generate a lot of a lot of pop from the crowd if you build it up for a few weeks. They didn't have anything yeah. towards the tag team match Ric Flair on the previous show. It's just like they look at the wrestlers and just try and fit them in, you know, anywhere they can. It's just so. You know, it's just negligence of the highest in terms of like how to run a wrestling show. It's it's it's, it's annoying at the moment. <laughs> Killer number three. I'm going to go with the uh, the death of the giants. Um, <laughs> if if yeah. you're going if you're going to push this, you can't Literally have it. Metaphorical. <laughs> I I just wanted to turn it off, Jim, at the time, too, because if you if you're going down that road oh, yeah. of it, that he's he's falling off a building, you can't just have him just walking down calmly to the main. Not even limping. Yeah, he, he didn't have like a, yeah. any any bandages on. I mean, the Yeti's nah, got more bandages nothing. on him. <laughs> That's that might be why he didn't. <laughs> yeah, they've ran out. The medical team's ran out. Yeti's got them all. But yeah, it's it just it just gives it this really cheap look, doesn't he? You know, it didn't that did that. You could have just like had a cheap shot or something, or Hogan's sucker punched him or something. If you're going down that evil angle of of Hogan, you yeah, know, exactly. you didn't have to. You didn't have to get up on the ledge. You didn't have to pretend to fall off and then. Yeah, gubbins, absolute gubbins. So yeah, the death, the death of the giants, or the supposed death of the giant, was my uh, my killer number three. Wow, well that was one hell of a fright fest. Halloween Havoc clocked up an estimated 120,000 pay-per-view buys. Those poor souls that pay for that. And we'll be back soon to cover all of the fallout on WCW Nitro the night after the night before. Or will everyone who watched this cobbler's scarper to Vince McMahon's WWF Raw for a dose of actual wrestling? Tune in next time to find out. But before then, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Or follow us on Twitter at TMNScores. That's at TMNScores. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Happy Halloween. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Scores. (laughs) 